Chris Watkin joined by Gemma Noonan, who is the Development Director for Giggs Group, Matt Giggs' estate agency network. And thanks for joining me today, Gemma. I would like to ask you this question. What does good performance management look like in a state agency? Talk to me. So performance management, I think the first thing is to kind of like dispel the myth that it's a negative thing. I think too often... Oh, sorry, I thought it was just a way to get people out. <laughs> No, Christopher, okay. it isn't. Go on, tell me more. So I used to, in my former life as a HR director, I've managed lots of what we used to call performance improvement plans. I'm not sure how popular or kind of they are in a state agency, but in the tech world that I come from, they were quite, quite a thing. And I always used to start off a performance improvement plan process by saying to the person, Performance improvement plan is just that. We want to help you to improve your performance. And I honestly meant that. There might have been managers sitting in the room that didn't and saw it as a way of managing someone because else. Because HR is there not to protect the staff member. It's there to protect the company from HR issues, isn't it? I always sort of said it was like 60-40. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, come on. So, it's all about, it's, surely, therefore, it's about the mindset of the person doing the the performance management. Absolutely. Then. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, performance management is just that. It's managing someone's performance. Now, I'm, I am okay at giving people feedback and I encourage managers to do that, you know, and I want feedback myself as well. Some of the best things I've learned in my career have been where someone has given me feedback um, or I've recognised myself that I could have done something better and I have committed to doing better next time. And that is what you're doing. If you're performance, you know, managing someone's performance, you are giving them an opportunity to grow. You are giving them an opportunity to learn and you're giving them an opportunity to do better. That's got to be a good thing, right? Yeah, but most people just use it to get people out. Performance manage someone out. Yeah, see, that's because they've left probably issues too long. So, you know, if you're telling someone they're not a good team member or you know, they rub people up the wrong way. They've probably been doing that for a while. And it, you know, that I would say is on the manager to have had that conversation a lot earlier on. Okay, so let's come back to what good looks like. What, <clears throat> it's, there's two parties here. Mm. You know, you've got the staff member and you've got the HR mm. or you as the boss. Mm. There needs to be some kind of agreement. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say there's a there's kind of a theory. If you study management, I learned this early in my career, the idea of a psychological contract. What's one of those? So the idea is, I mean, it's like, an, you know, you've got your employment contract. You know, someone is coming to work to earn a salary to do a defined job. And there is a, you know, it goes beyond that paperwork to being a psychological contract, which is I will come to work. I will do what I said I was going to do. And, you know, you will manage me in doing that work. And if that, you know, you've got to keep giving people feedback. You've got to keep that psychological contract in a good place in order for people to excel. That needs to be there in the first place, isn't it? Yes. And that starts with your recruitment process, being very clear what you're looking for from people, then setting up the expectation when they join, and then managing them, managing them against those expectations. So it comes all the way back to what we were talking about in a previous video of getting the values and the mission yeah. correct in the first place. Yeah. 
but by surely by doing that, we're probably not going to have an issue with the performance management anyway, are we? Well, indeed, absolutely. I The difficult thing about recruitment is you've got to accept on some levels that people just are telling you what you want to hear. So there is always going to be that situation. You could have the best recruitment process in the world, but if someone has told you what you want to hear and not really what they believe or what is in line with their values, you are going to have an issue to manage at some point. But I can, you know, what we do at the Gigs Group is have a recruitment process that involves lots of, you know, I would, which I would call a two-way street. You know, so we're giving people the opportunity to learn about us as much as we're learning about them and to be very honest about what we expect and how we manage people. But if you're doing that that psychological contract, there needs to be some kind of trust between both parties. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's that's something that you have to work on, trust. Um, there's a really good book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, Patrick Lencioni, I'd recommend. Um, and that looks at trust. And that looks at the difference between predictable trust, which is, you know, I trust because I pay your salary that you're going to turn up to work every day and do a job. But then there's what they call vulnerability-based trust. And that's where you actually can give people feedback. So that's, you know, and that's where leaders who can say, you're better at this than me. I need you to do this, you know. Um, and be open with people and and it you know if you can get that vulnerable level of trust in a team such that you can give people feedback it's not all bravo and you know um masculinity and you know and you know just everyone talking about their pie charts and things that it's actually people wanting to work together to do better this all sounds marvelous and wonderful but there's going to be people out there that haven't even got values or, or, or culture in their business, do you have any quick wins for someone who, who needs to manage someone out of the business? Um, I would say be very clear on the, the situation and give that person some feedback sooner rather than later. I don't, you know, you can manage someone out of an organisation very quickly and perhaps find yourself in hot water. You can take a slower approach and just be very honest with the person, you know, and the more that you can explain it in terms of what you value as a business versus where you see they maybe don't, it's better. You know, avoiding personality and your face doesn't fit and having it more as this is what I'm trying to do in my business. You don't seem to be on that bus. If you could be in line with if you could work in line with these things, then, you know, let's carry on. If you don't feel like this is it for you, then I need you to tell me and have more of that sort of conversation. Do you think people need to be a bit more logical and, and they cross the streams with a bit too much emotion? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we all do it, right? You know, I could probably think, oh, I need to sit down with my team member and give them some feedback about something that they did or didn't do. But actually... If you accept it's a two-way street and they can say, oh, yeah, thank you. I take your feedback on board. But actually, on that day, I was trying to do this, this, this and this. And then I go, oh, OK, fair point. You, then you've had a conversation. But if you don't have that conversation, then, you know, that happens again three or four times. You're probably that person that wants to fire that person quickly. Thank you for your time today.